getting we're going under the jail. If if you're on TV, I mean on TV, if you're on video, <laughs> if you went to another state to handle some police business that you had nothing to do with and you shot two people and killed two people, you know, you ain't getting acquitted, brother. Now get a get a full background though for the people that may not be as, you know, hip to what you're talking about with the Red House situation. There's some surprise moments in this situation. Uh they 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 couldn't really declare motive, so to speak, but like uh, it was stated, he came from a different state uh, to impact a, a Black Lives Matter uh, protest. And he took heavy artillery. I mean, he took a, a assault rifle, you know, and uh, multiple forms of uh, weaponry and he killed two people. And, and the sad part about it, two people he killed weren't even people of color. <laughs> like. That's what's crazy about the whole thing. Like Jarrell said, you're going to handle police business, right? Mm -hmm. He said he was going out there to defend private property. That's not your job as a civilian, right? If it's your property, that's one thing. Like, they're, like we're in a stand-your-ground state here in Texas. If somebody comes to your house, you got all right to defend your property and what's in it. It's a completely different situation when you're moving from state to state looking for an issue, though. That's what the real thing about all of this is for me, right? Like we know justice system, that's always gonna be unjust. That's just, it is what it is, right? Sounds it's good. a just us system. We gonna get hit the hardest, right? Well, what you so, call that, a, a just us system? It's a just us system, a right? We, we gotta get, it, get the brunt of most of the time, right? But it's crazy how, what's really stood out to me is how many people have truly defended his actions in all of this. Like, that's the the patriotism mindset or, or whatever is behind it, right? Like this militia call to arms kind of deal that they got going on, which, yeah, I mean, hey, that's probably what this country was founded on. We can go way back in the history, look at a lot of things like that. But at the end of the day, we talking about a, what, 17-year-old kid, 18-year-old kid, who I never in my right mind had any thought of going to defend somebody else's stuff when I was 17, 18 years old. Definitely not. I would hardly get up and go up the street to fight with some friends or something versus going across state lines to defend somebody I don't even know, right? So you gotta, you just gotta look at it for what it is, you know, the mindset of, I'm not even gonna label the dude going out there to be a killer, right? But you knew you gonna put yourself in this kind of situation so you know what's gonna be able to come from it, right? I don't go to riots. I don't want to be around that because I don't have the energy for that. But right. if you go put yourself in that situation, it is what it is. The the trip is the justification, the get off of it all. So, but I ask you, I did. Were you surprised? No, absolutely not. Exactly. And I think that's what what I that's my take on it. So, like you saying, like why are we going into other people, or why is he going to, into something else that's like basically not his business? And trying to defend something that's not his. I think it's important for us, you know, as black people that sit around and we look at these situations like the Tamir Rice situation, that everybody keeps comparing this side by side to uh, talk about justice for Breonna Taylor and things like that and saying like, you know, there's our people that are getting killed and, you know, things is not going the same way as it did for this Rittenhouse, uh, you know, situation um, and comparing it. But we're putting so much energy into that. That's not our business. I mean, that's not that's not our our business is black people. If we black people are, I feel like being black is a verb. 
You know what I'm saying? It's not a noun. I was telling Jarrell this earlier today. Is it being? A, it's a verb. Like as a black man, my job is to educate other black youth that hey, like this world that you live in here, this society, there's certain things that are not going to go the same for you as they will for your white friends if y'all go somewhere. You know what I'm saying? The way y'all conduct yourself in this community is not going to be the same penalties uh, based on the history of how things have worked. This is just a fact. I mean, it's not, it's like, we can, we can feel how we want to feel about it. You know, people can have their own opinions, but our job is to make sure that we take care of us because what's going to go on over there is how the power structure was built. And we try to be able to change things. We want things to change. People die for us to, you know, take that uh, that mark and move it forward and at least throw that thing forward far enough to where they could take, you know, that, that movement and keep moving it forward. So that's why we decided to address this on the podcast. We want to be able to uh, be that light on the situation because we do have white viewers that don't understand that this is how we see things. We know there's certain crimes we just not going to do. We're not going to let our kids put themselves in a situation to do those crimes because we like, hey, the stuff you see on TV, you cannot do. Some of that stuff you can't do. Don't go out there and think you can do it. I love you. I don't want to lose you. I'm not trying to have you behind bars for a little petty crime that, you know, this guy can, you know, make all these people, you know, lives terrible, put people in tears, you know, have us all stressed out watching the news. That's not going to be your case. Your case is going to be pretty quick and final. Like it's going to be boom, boom, boom. It's going to be like that. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, we lost them. Right. So. I think that's the important part of it is, I mean, we're rebuilding ourselves. I'm not going to sit here and cry about the rain. Like it's, it's been the rain. Like I'm not going to stop the rain. We can, we can make sure that we better suit ourselves to protect ourselves from the rain. We can make sure we have a situation where we're not sitting outside when the storm come, come, come down. we got our own stuff set up. Right. But I mean, that's powers that be. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not shooting shots at the sky, bro. I don't, I don't, that's me. That's how I see it. It's all about being aware, man. Moving being accordingly, aware. bro. Just be aware of, of what it is. I remember, like, my step pops is a cop. He's a detective, actually. Homicide detective at that. And I remember, like, when he was actually out on the beat, working the street and everything, I was probably, I had just started driving, so, like, 15, 16 years old. I remember he, he told me, he was like, look, you a big dude, big black boy, all of that. You got to be aware of certain things. You get pulled over. One, it was don't go out there putting yourself in situations to be involved with the police. But if you are involved with the police, no matter what your pride is telling you, all of these things, move accordingly, right? And it, he was he was real. He was like, look, because I'll probably put a couple on you. If I yeah. think the situation is going to get out of control, you big old football player, you strong out of that. These dudes ain't going to be able to just physically handle you. They going to go to that lethal level. So you have to be aware of all of that and you just have to deal with it, right? You have to, it's not a, for me, it's never a coward situation or anything like that. Like, don't don't let your pride tell you that. It's, it's much better to say you got talked to a little crazy, but you came home to vent about it, right? Then I ain't gonna let you talk to me like that. I don't, you know, blah, 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 whoop, whoop. And now we sitting here saying RIP. Pride is the devil, what's that call say? I think you got a hold on me. No, for real. Because uh, yeah. even to, to add to that, uh, the big black theory. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, you wanted the, the, the big black theory. <laughs> but there's a theory. No, no, it's a theory. No, no. It's a theory. It's a theory. Um, I'm, I'm going to, just like Nate, I'm going to 
tip you tap y'all into a real life scenario too. Like yeah, yeah. Me and my son went to Waterbury. <laughs> Waterbury. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say their name on here, but we went to Water. We went. Drop to the name. We went to Waterbury. I got a formal complaint with them, so whatever. <laughs> Waterbury. They got our order wrong. We was in the drive-through. We stayed outside. They came and brought three orders to us, and all three of them was wrong. And when I say I went in there with the calmest tone, I was like, okay, y'all just didn't get it right, whatever. I go back in there and talk to the manager. And I'm trying to talk to the manager. I see she's busy. I was like, hey, can you come talk to me? Because I'll keep getting my order wrong. I just want my money back. Yeah. So I cursing at me. And I was like, you know, I responded in an aggressive way, but I was behind the counter, just word. And she called the cops on me. And this is the description she gave. There's a big black guy in our lobby that's cursing at the miners. The description she gave. When I say the cops got there with a quickness, they got there with a quickness. <clears throat> what, what? I think it was two cops pulled up. I'm the only black guy in the lobby. <laughs> only one. They looking around. I said, yes, it's me. And just to <laughs> let you know, I'm 5'8", 185 pounds. I'm the big black guy she's talking about. You know, and they, they, were, they were happy that I was somewhat cordial and understood that I was pissed off because we had paid for our food or whatever. And just like what Nate is talking about, the cop told me, hey, would you mind just uh, calling in a formal complaint and leaving the scene? And it's crazy that he came at me with that, you know what I'm saying, to resolve the situation. And I had uh, two Caucasian uh, people that were older and they was like, when she called the cops, they said, like, we're gonna stay here with you because we know what she's trying to do. She's trying to get you shot. <laughs> she wants to get you put down. Like they're gonna come in aggressively thinking that I'm being aggressive or trying to harm somebody. And just like you're saying, like it's, it's, it's the just us system. And those Caucasian people knew that, hey, we're gonna use our skin power as a, to help you out because we know what's going on. Like that's a real situation that could have went ugly and awry. You know what I'm saying? Say I left the scene, they could have, wrote my license plate down and said that, you know, whatever, I was being uh, aggressive or in a way to where they try to come get me. <clears throat> the whole narrative changed. Like, that's that's the world we live in. Yep, it, it is. I mean, it happens a lot. And it, to be able to have that awareness is key. I mean, be able to know. Like, just the fact that you know is a, is a step ahead of a lot of brothers and sisters that we got out here that's really, you know, they, they working off emotion, right? You, you can't you, you gotta you gotta be able to rise above your emotion as a black person um because there's going to be situations you get into that's going to drive you and they know that and i'm gonna tell y'all now like these headlines i was telling Jarrell, these headlines they are trying to trigger an emotion when they side by side some of these headlines with tamir rice with uh some of these other names that we, we see it and it's like it, it enrages you right you just get livid but you have to calm yourself back down to the point and understand you know what what can we do to build a solution for us? Like, what can we do so that we don't put ourselves in situations where, you know, it's in your hands. Let's not put our fate in somebody else's hands. We can't do that. We can't do that. Not in America. We're not gonna, we're not gonna make it like that. Like we gotta be able to take us together, educate us, and then um, move forward accordingly. So I think that's that's the importance of you know great mentors, especially both ways. If you if you are a, a white person 
we love y'all too. My white brothers and sisters, we love y'all too. If you have <clears throat> black friends, it's important to understand that your black friends might move a little differently than you in certain situations and not look at them like, oh, you're just being paranoid. Oh, you're just being this. Oh, you're just being that. No, there's, there's stats. There is situation upon situation that backs up why your black friends operate like they do, why they say what they do. And if you are missing that, you need to educate yourself on the history of our country. You really, really do. And just take some time, just sit down, maybe on a Saturday and just, you know, just Google, just Google and you will find it. And some of it be a little diluted, but you'll find it. You'll see it. So um, you can start with the Willie Lynch letters. I'll leave the diluted is still going to shock you, bro. It's still, it's still, it's still, it's still, it's still it is shock. diluted. And it's going to be like, oh my God, is that real? Yeah, and that that's real. 20%. Is that real? Is that real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like you said, Karen, we just have to learn how to manage our emotions because I was pretty angry. I was talking to DeMarcus when I found out, actually. And we just started cussing up a storm. And then I thought, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it's, 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 it just happened over and over again. So like you said, can't cry about the rain. We just got to figure out what umbrella we need. So facts, facts, facts. So, and then DeMarcus had an amazing topic that segues out of this, but it was, it was kind of more so focused on um, the parenting with us being men uh, specifically. So DeMarcus, if you want to introduce that topic uh, for us. Yeah, well, I got this topic from, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, but I got this topic. <laughs> you better show love, boy. You better show, I, I lift it out. I lift it out. I'm like, oh man, I ain't saying. But, nah, you better show love. But uh, she was saying how uh, there are some men that uh, in, inside the 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 emotion of anger, they they move tremendously, like. A, a in a feminine way and in a feminine way when a woman argues and anger screams and trying to get the last point or whatever when it's done by a male of course it's a little more demonstrative it's it's more uh uh overbearing it's more intimidating and then it can get out of control not understanding how to move within anger and to move within anger it, of course isn't the best way to move but to understand Where's your top at, top off, move away, or kind of find that limit to where, okay, I have to control the situation. Because a lot of times we have to understand, men across the board, we have to understand that we set the tone for the whole thing. Like, we set the tone. Like, you can stop an argument with a certain thing. You can keep it going. You can go overboard. We've seen situations where, you know, domestic violence was incurred. Like, We've seen situations, I'm pretty sure, been in college, everybody's been in college or school or whatever. We've seen situations where the girl hit the dude. But the dude stopped the situation just by, okay, we're not going no further than this. You know, so uh, just wanted to talk uh, and kind of share some light on being uh, controlled in, in an angered nature. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, was, it was kind of hard to put that in question form. Me and Carrie went back and forth over this. But just to try to get the idea out there so that y'all can see where we're coming from, like it's just, it's real imperative that we move uh, better as men, black men, white men, Hispanic men, all men move better as men because we do set the tone. We set the tone overall on everything. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, coming from somebody that, you know, I was telling you earlier, Demarcus, my, my situation is I've, I've been that person that's acted out in emotion 
uh, in my life before because I'd seen it displayed to me. Uh, I'd seen anger in my life uh, from men in my life, not saying one man, multiple men. I've seen people lose, blow their gasket and do things. Um, and I thought that's how you got your anger out for a little bit. Um, right. And we talked about how <clears throat> how the influence of seeing a man that doesn't lose his stuff um, and be calm in those situations is very impactful for anybody. Like if, I, if, if I'm led by somebody that's in the same conflict situation as me and I see their reaction isn't over the top to something that I would have lost it over, it kind of like, you know, it's like when you have that, that boss that's like, you're like, man, why you ain't gonna say, you know, X, X, X to him? And then they don't, they don't even say nothing. They just kind of play it cool. Like, hey, it's not, it's not time for that. It's, not, it's right now, it's not the time for that. We let mm -hmm. this kind of go over. When they go high, we go low. When, we, when they go low, we go high, right? Like people that like, like that, like Jarrell, you remember Coach B used to tell us uh, about the duck on water situation. Shout out to Coach B. He's always talking about like, you know, a duck is on water. And when he's on water, he's just sailing across and looks smooth. But under that water, he's pedaling like hell to just keep things going. And that's kind of what I think about when you talk about this is us pedaling like hell under that water, trying to figure it out, figure it out. And this. What's up? It's your boy, Jay Jones from BLI Podcast. We just wanted to thank y'all for tapping in episode after episode to the astronomical conversations we've been having. If you didn't know, you can catch us every Monday at 8 p.m. Hopefully you are enjoying the content that we put out. And if you would like to be a part of the podcast, you can shoot us a DM or even text us at 817-938-5047. And we'll get right back to you and see if we can link up and make some great content together. Once again, thank y'all for everything. And hey, be a light. Tumultuous situation and being able to all the while keep it all cool, calm and collected. I mean, everybody's looking to us as the head of our families to do that. And when you're raised by a woman sometimes or you spend a lot of time around women, you start to, uh, I think you start to see those interactions because they, they tend to like wear their feelings on their sleeve a little more often than we do. You know, it's a little more easier for us to go cold at times, I think, in regards to those conflict situations to really analyze and be like, okay, let me get into my head on this one. Let me get into my into my Nate. You know what I'm saying? Because Nate, Nate, we didn't talk about this multiple times. Nate ain't tripping <laughs> on a lot of Nate. stuff. He'll say, <laughs> he'll, he'll, get to, he'll get to thinking 10 times before he make a play, which not, isn't necessarily everybody. But I think that's that comes from you know, experience and who showed it to you? Someone has to show you how to move like that. If you ain't had somebody that was stoic enough of that type of, you know, um, um, character to be able to just take, you know, a lot and be able to just take it, like just, just to sit there and logically reason out what are the scenarios that could happen. Okay. And it also makes your tone more powerful when you can control yourself like that. For the most controlled person, if they yell or grandpa yell or daddy yell and he's always controlled, like, oh, whoa, whoa. I ain't never seen that. Yeah, I'm scared. Off the rip, I'm scared. So that's all it's just it's a lot of stuff we ingest. I think TVs, movies, the stuff we watch, it kind of shows is what we see all the time. Even in the movie, people mad. The cool guy is beating people up and stuff, you know? So it's like a lot of stuff we watch, we see it's like, well, if I get mad, this is how I'm supposed to show emotion. So like, like you said, without having a mentor, which a lot of us young black men don't, 
that's the first thing we're gonna do is blow a gasket because I don't know what else to do. I don't know how to use coping strategies. Nobody ever told, I don't know what a coping strategy is. I don't know how to go take a walk around the block, you know, to calm down before I say something I don't mean. So, I mean, when I was younger, me being the youngest, the, the baby brother, I saw my dad blow a gasket a couple times, but then as he got older, I kind of seen him cool out. I seen DeMarcus blow a gasket a couple times, but usually when they do it, they tell me like, hey, that's not the way to move, you know? So I would see it and I'd be like, all right, you know, it happens, but you know, after it happened, try to figure out a way like to do better the next time. Cause DeMarcus, one time, <laughs> funny story, we were at the mall and DeMarcus was about that. to fight. Wow. wow. About to fight a dude and he about to fight everybody. Let's everybody. Go with that. But when he got back in the car, he was like, man, I shouldn't even do it. You know, it's, yeah. it's like he, he realized what he did. He was like, dang, little bro, that ain't how we move. You know, that's not how you do that. Now you gonna but move at the, the time, best. You gonna huh? move the best in in, in anger. That's what right. people tell you. Take it some time and cool down. Right. You gotta have your perspective, man. You gotta. You always gotta keep what's important on your mind, bro. There's plenty of times that I've wanted to really risk it all, and <laughs> I'm willing to throw it away. And then I think like risk it all. I, I really want to go sit and sit do a three to five. Am I really trying to go back? You know, in lose everything that I work for. If you keep that perspective, if you keep what's important to you on your mind, it makes those choices a lot easier. You don't get mad. I never tell nobody don't get mad. It's just don't lose it because you were mad because you go regret and you go hate yourself at the end of the day. You really got to have a perspective of the, the old saying, live to fight another day, bro. At the end of the day, your life is so much bigger than the things that make you mad. Mm -hmm. right? Gotta be able to let it go. Temporary emotion. Yeah, yeah you gotta cut them small losses. Them little, little, little losses, man, you gotta take those and just, hey, just chop them up. I think of, I, what I got from what y'all just said too is like, with knowing what's important, you gotta, you gotta keep what's important in your mind, but know what's important as well. If you can't, if you, in your life, if you don't identify those important things and you, like I had a student tell me, he said, cause he was talking about, he was mad that a kid took his phone, there was a donut shop, they got an altercation, they was talking, and then he took his phone and broke his phone. Now the kid, I'm assuming, was older than him, and it might have been a bully situation. But he's like, "Man, I'm finna kill him. I'm finna kill him." And he talking to me, you know, what I'm saying like, "Slow, I'm finna kill. Like I want to do something bad to him." And I'm like, "Man, I said, okay. Like I know you want to do something bad to him, but I was like, what's gonna be the like? What's gonna happen? Like what what's gonna come of you, you know, going and getting a gun and trying to kill this cat?" He's like, "I don't know. I ain't got nothing to lose. I don't care." And I was like, "You ain't got nothing to lose. You talking to me?" And saying you ain't got nothing to lose, and you able to use your breath coming out your lungs to say that, and you can say that that you don't understand what's really important. You don't have a ground level understanding. This phone, this two hundred dollar phone, got you so hot that you're talking about risking your freedom. So it's like it's important for us to understand what those important things are. Like you got to know what those important things are, and it's not the material things. It's not. You know, the fact that when you got in an argument, your pride got hurt, that's not what's important. It may be what's important is your baby, like being able to have your baby around you. What's important is being able to hug your mama, you know, say, still kiss your mama. What's important is that you don't have terminal illness, like stuff like that. And then um, the, those are uh, the acceptance too, bro. Like when you do blow it, you have to accept the fact that you mm -hmm. lost your itch. Like you have to be able to accept that. Don't run from it and act like you did it. And that's something that it took a long time for me to do, bro. Like when I used to get upset, I used to be like, well, if you wouldn't have did this, I would have snapped. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all just keep that from around me. I ain't gonna go off on y'all. I ain't gonna do this and do that. But it's my, it's my responsibility to control myself. Like you, I have to control myself. That's not nobody else's responsibility. They can bring whatever they want to bring to me. I should be able to decipher through it with logic. And if I can't, I could take five. But at some point, I'm probably gonna have to come double back and still handle this situation. You know what I'm saying? Woman and man, like we all gotta be able to handle our situations. Um, I just think for us men, like the market said, it does set the tone because if I'm losing my uh, composure more often than not, then the whole house gonna be out of whack. The whole house gonna be chaotic. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody gonna be. It's the pilot theory. Pilot. You know, it's the pilot. Like well, like we always say, the pilot theory. If the pilot get on there and say, "Hey, I don't know what's about to happen, but the plane going down," you gonna going down. Oh! <laughs> whole whole plane. Everybody in there just. Probably get on there if the little, if the little turbulence happened to Paul. Say, hey, experience a little turbulence. We're gonna get through it in about ten minutes. Hey, I'm chill. Yeah, That's yeah. all I need to hear. So yeah. it's the pilot theory. The, the, the pops, the dad in there, he losing it. The kids see him losing it. The mom yeah. probably gonna be crying. Exactly. Everybody, it's just chaos. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So swing that back to what Demarcus was saying with the cop situation too, though, right? It's a or with the lady calling the cops, right? People do certain things to push your buttons to change the perception of you at the of end course. of the day. And that's what we always got to remember because if I can trigger you and make you get out of character, now people are only going to perceive, dang, Nate is, is really crazy. Like Nate will snap off and like try to hurt somebody. But I've been cool 99% of the time. You know, it's matter. the 1% that's going to stand out though. All right? That's It'll the whole 99. Yeah. That one and drop will taint the whole 99. The thing about like not having nothing to live for, definitely for young kids, man, for anybody, you always, you got tomorrow to live for at the end of the day, right? No matter what's going on today, whatever happened yesterday, you still got tomorrow, bro. God willing, you wake up, you got another shot to get it right. So you can't let your perception be so tainted moving forward. Now you losing out on opportunities, you losing out on, on different connections that you go make in life because of some little situation that you turn into a big one. For anybody who might feel like you don't know my situation, I, I I can't speak for everybody. But I've been in some in some dark places, you know. I've been in uh, some of the most horrible sleeping places. I've been, you know, at the bottom, like literally at the bottom. If you want to know more? Y'all can email me. You know what I mean? Like there is tomorrow. If you wake up tomorrow, it's a good day because you woke up to live another day. I don't ever think that tomorrow don't mean anything. We're gonna drop that email too on the video, so they can all email you simultaneously. Simultaneously, we need everybody to hear. No, but yeah, and I'm just the last thing I'm gonna say too. Like with the nothing to live for, some people think they're so deep in the hole that they can't climb out. But like they're saying, if you have another chance, if you have another day, even if you're climbing out inch by inch, man. Do what you got to do, man. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your life. Just, just live. Be good. Be great. Be great. We want to see y'all be great out there. Be a light. Be a light. Be a light. And and also, I know sometimes because we've four men on a phone on a Zoom call, sometimes the woman perspective gets left out. And women, we love the fact that y'all give us influence as well. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about like. Um, the feeling component of it, the things we need to learn from women, like the feeling and the empathy component, because 
Like, yeah, like we do want to be able to control our emotions, but you still want to be able to feel things as well. Because I was having a conversation with one of my lady friends and we was talking about um, like the cathartic experience, which is like that, that euphoric experience that comes from crying. Like, I don't know if y'all know, but women like to get together and just cry. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes like certain women, not all women, but certain women like to get together and they like having crying experiences. Now I know that's hard for us to wrap our head around, but I have done some research that says, you know, things like crying actually are healthy for us. Now, for us to sit on this call and just all start bawling, it's not, <laughs> it's not necessarily something that we just willing to subscribe to, but it is something that, I mean, you know, showing emotion is beneficial. Like it is beneficial to let your emotions uh, be present and be one with those emotions so that they don't run you. Like you guys, you do have to be able to, to feel something. You can't numb yourself when we're talking about, you know, controlling these emotions. You can't numb yourself of it. It's just that you're aware of it and I know how to move within it. Same as the accountability piece. Like we are all things at the same time, man. Like we are all things at the same time. We gotta know how to navigate this world using what we got and what we, uh, experience right like so that's that, I wanted to add that to it but um switching gears a little bit um <clears throat> I mean we kind of that's what we really wanted to cover right you miss anything uh, uh, what was the topic why can't you trust a big button smile Let's oh my like god that girl is poison <laughs> no but look uh, 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 something about I mean this is you didn't write this today but about how like your your looks get you to, to different places. It's like you said different like, this, Oh yeah. This, 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 this. I forgot how you put it, how you yeah, wore, I forgot, wore I it. it too. Yeah. <laughs> you said something about how does the way people look play a role in their success or how far they go or in comparison yeah. to other people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically how, how does your look play a role in your success? It's not necessarily physical physical looks too, but how you present yourself, you know, as far as being, having a clean cut, a dirty look, you know, how wear hair, you know, just the overall appearance. How does your appearance help you to rise in, in a successful way? Because, you know, your first impression is the lasting impression, uh, but your first impression, the majority of that is your appearance. So how, how, do you, how do you use that for your benefit to succeed? I mean, you, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, bro. No, I was about to say, like a job interview, you put your best foot forward. You know, like when you when you about to go to a big job interview, you're gonna put the suit on the top. You're gonna get your hair done and every, a haircut, had a beard, right, and everything. So, I think, yeah, um, like you said, that first impression that that shaking a guy's hand when you meet a new person, you're shaking their hand. People perceive they they judge you off that. So, um, just trying to especially in, in the working environment. I just always try to put my, do my best, you know? I always want people to see me at my best. So to add, um, to add the contrast to that, uh, so that we have an even, uh, even more narrow view. Uh, some of the younger people nowadays, because of social media and the advancement of technology and whatever, everybody will be like, I just want to be myself. You can't accept me as me then, you know, uh, you, you can lose it or whatever, but trying to teach them that we got to work together and uh, your appearance, yeah, you might want to just be yourself, but that still doesn't mean be well-grown, clean, 
you know, having that first impression, being kind to others, but you know, the appearance, like some people would be like, oh, you just gonna take my appearance for what it is. It could be beneficial and it could be detrimental at the same time. I know for a while, you know, the natural look for the African-American woman was frowned upon and now it's more accepted. But how do, how do we uh, navigate that area from it being beneficial and detrimental? I think that um, I would almost go to say, Demarcus, I had to disagree with the fact that we do have to meet in the middle on the parents. And the reason why I say that is because I think that everything trendy comes in circles, right? So depending on what where you are and what you want to represent, I think that's, that depends on how you represent yourself. So I do believe in professionalism. And I think that we should practice, you know, um, dressing nicely. I think suits and ties for young men is, is, is a message. You know what I'm saying? When you come out of suit and tie, that's a message. You are showing that um, I'm a professional, whether I know you or not. So I think that's something that, um, and I mean, it could could be true, could not be true, but people will judge you off of that. I, I've done it many times. Like I always like dressing up nice. But um, also, depending on like, let's say you are a rapper, right? And you want to represent yourself as a certain type of person to, to hit your target audience. And that may work for you and bring you a lot of money because people will gravitate towards that style via a, a, a Wiz Khalifa or, a, a, you know what I'm saying? Even Kanye West who's being radical and plugging his head and getting these designs and whatnot. He may start to have followers, people that we see show up with these space boots on and these, you know what I'm saying, plug <laughs> hairstyle, bro. Please don't cut your hair like Kanye. Man, Who cut man, your bro, hair? Bro, Kanye is one of the richest men in our culture. So it's he's like, a trendsetter. He's, he's a, a trendsetter. trendsetter. And trendsetters don't necessarily follow the rules. So it's like, I don't think that you have to follow the rules per se when it comes to your appearance. I think that it's important to understand what you're representing. So if you're not trying to represent um, that type of lifestyle and you're not a rapper or you're not you know, a fashion um, guru or anything like that, and you're, you know, being radical and you showing up to a job interview, I mean, they don't have to hire you. You know what I'm saying? People don't have to accept what you got going on. Like, I don't have to accept the fact that you look like this. Like, get out of here. Like, it's not professional to me. It's my, this is my institution. This is my entity. Go on, go on about your business. But, but like you said, uh, people who need jobs, let's go with that. Like I was saying, like, if I needed a job, uh, I'm going to have to kind of, it's going to be a compromise. I'm going to have to be like, hey, I need this job right now. This is a good paying job. I'm going to, I, I'm not comfortable in a suit. Jarrell is, I don't like wearing suits. But if I'm going <laughs> yeah. to a really important job interview, I'm going to meet them in the middle. Hey, I don't want to put this suit on, but hey, I'm going to put this suit on. I'm going to go do this interview, get this job. Now, when we talk about when we at work and they say, hey, relaxed you know a relaxed environment you don't have to wear that suit okay but in the interview the first impression i'm gonna put my best foot forward that's what i'm but like you said that's me saying if i need this job but if i want to be my own if i want to be if i want to own my own business wear a hat and jeans and a shirt because i can do my own thing I like, I, I like i carry oh, go ahead i like only your own business you got to look a certain way at the same time. I just went to have a meeting with a lady at ACB yesterday about doing some donations for us with the nonprofit, right? I had just for work, had on some basketball shorts. I'm lucky I got a job rocking wear a t-shirt and basketball shorts, right? But I was like, man, let me not go up here and try to do business with this lady. Let me throw on a pair of jeans and a polo just so I can go up here and look a little bit more professional. It's a Sunday, what was it, Saturday? So it's like Carrie said about the rules. 
play your part, bro. At the end of the day, play to the part that you're looking for. If you want to be respected, look a certain way. You're not going to the boardroom looking like you got a brick on you at the end of the day. All right. Say that so, one more time. Say that one more time. So you ain't going to the boardroom looking like you got a brick on you. <laughs> yeah, but I like how you, I like how you put that. I think people need to hear that. Like uh people will watch the Kanye's and uh the Jay-Z's and some people that are real big influence not understanding that they went to meetings wearing a certain thing too, but then like, like he's saying, if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you can set your own trend and you have the ability to financially support yourself and get things running, then you're in a different space. But mm -hmm. if you're trying to do business, think about it. You're doing business with somebody. When they say your services are no longer needed, <laughs> you're doing business with another business. You know, two entities are meeting together and the compromise is, hey, we have the funds. You want the funds. We want you to do this this way. And we want you to be presented a certain way. So... I don't want people to get so tied up into looking at, you know, Kanye putting the plug in their head like this is this is I'm just being me, like Kanye does it, like, okay, well, hey, Kanye is worth six point six billion dollars. Right. Yeah, that point. Yeah. Get to that, get to that level. Always, he can stand in the speed on and be looked at like a hero. Right. Yeah. But get to that level, get to that level, then be, you know, then then lose all the compromise. Do what you want to do. But get to that level first. We ain't saying you can't get to that level. Get to that level then. Yeah, but hey, yeah, it's step. Be yourself. Yeah, baby steps. Yeah, I, th I think this is a, this is the practical formula I thought of just now when y'all talking. If you don't have your own time and you don't have your own money, then you don't have your own freedom to wear what you just want to wear. <laughs> act how you want to act. Straight up. Like those are the two significant pieces of this puzzle. You know what I'm saying? Like if I ain't got no time because this job taking all my time, then I better do what the job's telling me to do to me to be able to secure my bag. And uh, or what it requires for me to represent myself, how to represent myself. And as you start to get freedom, then you can start to really, you know, express yourself in ways that, you know, you hadn't done in the past when you get a little more money. Like, that's cool. But just young people understand that your representation of who you are, that first impression will never be made again. Like, once you show me who you are and I see you, I will never have another first impression. Now, you can be able to fix that first impression, but I always see you as a fixed up piece of work. <laughs> like, it's never going to be... You know, <laughs> and, and just saying, I'm gonna I'm put this out here, young people. Just saying, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. These days, people look at you different. When I was in Alaska, people, everybody thought I was in the military because I said, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. <laughs> that puts you a step ahead of most people these days. People don't show respect like we no, just saying. No. When you say yes, ma'am, yes, sir, people look at you like, who your mama? What? These you kids be like, huh? They be like, what? Yeah. What? What you say, huh? Huh, I'm, what? Glad, I'm glad I'm glad you said that because in your appearance and how you move about your day, you don't you're not just representing yourself, mm -hmm. you know, you represent your last name, your family, your bloodline, your kids, your, whatever, like your friends, your you representing more than just you too. Right. So yeah, so and I want another thing I wanted to say. Nate, we're gonna make this a little cut up too. I'm saying this on the live. You need to advertise what's going down in Houston, man, because we need to cut this stuff and advertise that, man. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Hey, on the, on that note, I did have a request for us to come and do a mentorship program like what we're doing in Killeen down here. So, oh. so absolutely. Right. Next time, next. We're grooving, moving and grooving. This is where we can go, probably talk to a few coaches that I know and, and see what we can do around here. So, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then what, what date y'all doing the um, donations? Like when y'all giving out stuff? 
So we're gonna be doing donations on the what is that the twenty fourth, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, the twenty fourth. So we'll be going around. We got a about eight families that we're gonna be contributing to for the Thanksgiving holiday, trying to make a difference out here, help some people out through a hard time, and then we go run it right back for Christmas. We're trying to get some families signed up, see who we can reach out to. Probably, I think we're gonna lean more towards a toy drive for Christmas holiday season, whatever, uh, and it's, it's not just for the Christian Christmas, it's Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, man, festive is all that, come holler at it, so. Come holler at it. You got the professionals on the car, they running, they, they gonna be on their toy drive too. When y'all, when y'all toy drive coming out, when y'all giving out turkeys, what y'all got going? With, uh, uh, so, yeah. like Nate said, we gonna, uh, Fearless, Fearless Foundation, we working with uh, little Pee Wee team, local Pee Wee team out here, uh, Jerome and them, they gonna do everything. Uh, they're gonna go pass out turkeys to the family, but for Christmas, criminal, you know trying to get we, we're in the works working with the city, trying to get the city, uh, trying to get a building for the for the toy giveaway this year. But we're gonna see how that go. I'm, I'm gonna update uh, update y'all on that. We have, literally, that. we have literally watched that grow, and this just shows you that everything ain't about instant gratification. We have literally watched that grow from a domino table. <laughs> with some toys on top of it and uh you know wrapped or not wrapped with a table cover over top of the domino table to the point to where we literally take a take up a parking lot that's in the middle of a shopping mall and have a line of cars giving away toys to, on a program to where you got to have a number and you go this way with age mm-hmm. your child you go that way so it just shows you the manifestation of a vision you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but you know, when you when you can pour into somebody else or pour into somebody else's life and to watch a vision grow, it is it's amazing, man. It's a it's a real blessing. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get prosperous people in fearless foundation on it. Um oh, yeah, we, we definitely gonna, gotta do something together, man. We're gonna do something together. We might that that little when we go speak to the kids, we might click everybody up because we have a lot of people in our circle that have a lot of good stuff to say. So, yeah. we're trying to reach one, teach one, and, and and not only say but do, do is mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying the action that we're putting in behind our words is important, right? Because we actually are out here trying to make this impact and touch these. Uh, <laughs> every time I say touch these kids, I think about them. <laughs> Okay, I can't wait, 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 you gotta cut that out. You gotta cut that out. No, no, this is live. This is live. I'm gone. I'm gone. Oh, no, because you said, I don't know how to impact impact these kids. All right, anyway. We're trying to mold children's lives, bro. We're trying to mold brains and and make it different. Yes. Hey, but no, for real, I trained you November 27th, this Saturday. Um, one o'clock. We are jump starting our mentorship. We are looking for um, young student athletes to be able to mentor, uh, provide services for, create goals uh, together with, and play that middleman for an individual that needs that type of guidance, needs that kind of, um, you know, that help. Cause we all need assistance. I mean, we all have our own little build tour mentorship here on the call. So we understand the mm-hmm. importance of having good people with you. It, it moves you forward. It, it allows you not to be stagnant and get stuck in your own mindset because our minds, they lie to us. They lie to us. The little person in your mind sometimes is saying things that aren't necessarily true. And sometimes you need somebody outside of you to let you know that that's, 
that's not you. You know what I'm saying? The higher frequency is within you. You just got to tap in. Tap in. So tap in with the Kings. We're going to be there Saturday um, promoting all week. It's going to be it's going to be a major, major. During Ohio State, Michigan. Shout out to Nate because he's Ohio State fan. Yeah, we're going to pull up on the I, game. Though. Show y'all the front because it's a little messed up, which I know what it is. Ooh. I am sadly a Texas Longhorn fan. DeMarcus is sadly a full of <laughs> 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 Oh man! I looking for a new coach now. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I heard. Look at Carrie's Carrie just in Chicago. We ain't even got to talk about yeah, college. He's yeah, a Bears yeah. fan. That's, that's Bears enough stress yeah, yeah. for his life. Thank you, yeah. thank you. I see you just throwing salt since y'all lost today. I see what you got going on. Hey, hey, man! Energy. I'm about to go in here. I just I fried some salmon. I made some grits. I'm about to do some fish and grits. You talking about his happy place? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a happy place. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and stop this recording now, but hey, you brothers be light. It's been another one.